0: What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Games On, dude, a Big Ten basketball podcast that has officially run out of things to talk about. I'm Tommy Crimes.
1: I'm your newly bronzed Babar. I'm your pasty white Chris.
0: Yeah, so, uh, some of us may be different colors in a couple weeks. I'm I'm about to go on vacation as well, but not quite yet. I haven't quite. F- we got to get through this week, lads. Just got to get I gotta through t- this week.
1: I got to tell you, if you can avoid taking a 15-month-old on your vacation, you're going to have a much uh, more relaxing time.
0: Oh, I have no plans to do that whatsoever. There will be two dogs. They are relatively well-behaved. Um, they are still dogs, but, you know, they'll be fine. Yeah. I, no children.
1: I, yeah. I mean, obviously, making treasured family memories is always a great time. But at the, on the other hand, a 15-month-old at a zero-entry pool, that's a tough cover. Like that is, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like prime Carson Edwards, like trying to stay in front of her. Like it is, uh, it's not easy. Like I'm constantly looking up to the refs trying to get some help here. You're and the mouse just, in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it stands to reason if you're a 15 month old discovering the world for the first time, uh, if there's one part of the pool that you can just walk into and you've never seen a pool before, you just assume you can just walk into any part of that pool. And uh, Mm -hmm. that is extremely not the case. So, uh, but we're back. We're relaxing.
0: It's, it's insanely not true. (laughs) We love making beautiful family memories that'll last a lifetime. But on the other hand, it does take away from the time you want to spend posting.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, she was Um, not quite on board with the drink daiquiris and look at Twitter. Uh, itinerary <laughs> that I had formulated for the afternoon, but that's okay. She'll get there. She's got a poster soul.
0: Yeah. She's she's 15 months, so you you only need to wait about I don't know 17 years and a couple more months, and then you're good to go. <laughs>
2: she's, yeah, she's she's taking the redshirt year. She's working on her game at practice, and um, you know she'll come back and ready to make an impact uh, next season in the lineup. That's true yep
0: um, so yeah you guys want you guys want to talk some ball um, we have a few things to go through um, we're gonna hit on Michigan State we are gonna hit on Micah Shrewsbury and then we are finally going to do what we were born to do and that is hate on the entire conference at once with some smackalades, which I, I over time I have grown to love that. Term more and more and i think that's going to become an official thing
1: quite literally warms my heart that that uh that that absolute bullshit word caught on here of all the of all the things i've attempted to get over the line on this podcast
0: (laughs) yeah we we got that we got the ball we got the ball in the end zone there um so first and foremost let's uh let's discuss the final big 10 team uh remaining in the tournament, that was the Michigan State Spartans who uh, fell on Thursday in the Sweet 16, 98-93, to to Kansas State. Um, I think we – I know, Chris, you and I talked about this last week. We sort of – once they got this far, we're sort of expecting Michigan State to maybe get a little bit farther. Um, Kind of ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw, though.
2: Yeah, I mean if the first of all, the game itself, absolute fucking banger. Holy shit. One, one of the the better games of the tournament. Um at least up to that point. I mean, both teams nearing 100 and uh, overtime just the up and down pace, the shot making was just preposterous. Like every every possession on both ends, both teams were getting wide open looks and um, I know the 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 big takeaway from from that game, and really, I think that region and the tournament as a whole has been um, Marquis Noel just that performance Thursday night. And I know at this point it's a little bit stale, especially now that they went on to lose to um, to FAU, but just absolutely electric stuff in the in the Garden Thursday night and. Michigan State had a chance to win it at the end, but Kansas State made more plays. So you kind of
1: tip
2: it back to them
1: and move on. It's wild to me that like fans of Big Ten basketball and also like power brokers of Big Ten basketball can't like watch a game like that and and then not immediately want to find a way to get more games that look like yeah. that. How do we do year. this more often? It's just like this is. Every team, except for a few in the Big Ten, can play this way. They, they can do this, but there's no reward for it to do it in a Big Ten conference season because there's no shot that a that a set of Big Ten officials, under direction from you know the Big Ten conference, is going to let free flowing basketball occur like that. They're not going to allow those kind of shots to be taken. They're not going to. They're going to gum it up. It's just. It's crazy to me that uh, that they prefer the brick fights that we have come to know compared to that, an actual basketball game that Michigan State very easily could have won. Michigan State could very easily still be playing right now. They, mm-hmm. I mean, the margins are razor mm-hmm. thin on what gets you here. I mean, just look – at you look at Miami that, uh, you know, had their hands full with Drake and then stepped on the gas from there on out. Uh, Michigan State, same story, could easily be, you know, an Izzo year going right now, but they just uh, – you know, they didn't have the shot making right there at the end, but they were, they were right there. It's it's just so frustrating as a fan of this conference that we are, that we look at that and go, nah, I I would much rather roll around in the mud. That'd be
0: so much better than this. Well, Hey, it's hard to argue with results. (laughs) We got a team into the sweet 16. Many conferences would die for that. And you know that you just gotta, you just gotta accept it. That's, you you gotta you gotta dance with uh, <laughs> dance with who you brung. And most- uh,
2: did you see the uh, um, I quote tweeted from the account like the the conference payouts for the the tournament credits yes. that every league gets. The Big Ten is still getting twenty eight million dollars for their performance. The,
0: the fucking- that that cash don't smell, baby.
2: <laughs> Folks, that's passive
0: income. Oh. <laughs> That's damn right.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so gross that the Minnesotas and the the Nebraskas and the Wisconsin's of the world get to reap the benefit of this mediocrity, even
1: in a year that <clears throat> did, you DeCour- to suck? did you see the Mike Decor did you see the Mike Decorsey tweet that was like trying to gotcha people on like the twenty year old Big Ten title drought mm-hmm. uh, and. <laughs> and trying to pretend that it has, like, why does why does performances 15 years ago have, no, have any bearing on what the conference strength is now? I don't know, dude. Take any metric that involves the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament you want, stretch it to any timeline you want, and it looks bad for the Big Ten. You can go back as – the point is that you can go back as far as 20 years and get nothing, and even then you have to pretend that Maryland's Big Ten or that Maryland's national well, title belongs to the Big Ten. And –
0: that's it's, the funniest bit like the the Maryland part is mind blowing to me yes like what the fuck are you talking about man also
1: brother while you're tweeting this there's eight teams left in the tournament and the big ten is none of them like I like it's happening right now in front of our face the the conference is not good I mean the seed list went one seed purdue four seed Indiana and did we get that's it, right? After that, it was all like six, seven, eight, nine.
0: Um, yeah, I think Northwestern was Northwestern a, was a seven. seven. Michigan yeah. State, was a seven. Um,
1: Michigan State was a seven. Iowa was a was on the eight nine line. Maryland was an eight nine line. Yeah, like remember. everybody Weston else was, was an rich. eight
0: nine. Yeah, except Penn State. I think was was Penn State was a seven. Oh
1: Penn State was a, a seven. ten. Oh, no, State so was a a ten. Seven? Penn okay. State was a ten. Sorry, yeah, they were in a seven ten game. That's uh, yeah. So it's just. It's like it's obviously not working. Yeah. The only argument you can make at this point in favor of the Big Ten continuing to do what you do is the most like bad faith argument possible. And it's the product is not good. The results are not good. What are we doing here? And, again, going back to that Michigan State-Kansas State game, this conference has the potential to play real modern basketball. They just have to be allowed to do it. It's so, and then it's always the usual suspects that are caping for the Big Ten. It's always Andy Katz. It's always Mike DeCorsi. It's always these guys that just carry the flag for the conference. And I know why they're doing it because again, because they're on the don't BTN's sm- fucking payroll. That cash don't smell, baby. But at the same time, have some fucking shame. Like you, if if you're actually going to like want this conference, like if you want to advocate for this conference, you have to do what we're doing. This you have to bully them until they're good. And it's just, right. do not let them off the hook for
0: this. They
1: suck. They We all suck.
0: We are the only true advocates for the Big Ten Conference. We are doing
1: allyship for Big Ten Basketball on this conference by telling you to your face, you suck ass and need to change everything about yourself.
0: Yeah. This is, this is why we need to bring back bullying. You cannot look at a friend and just say, oh, well, you know what? We're going to pump you up even though everything sucks. No. I mean... You gotta you gotta say something. You gotta you mm-hmm. gotta set somebody straight. And you gotta tell Iowa that their fucking shirt looks like shit.
2: Yeah, it's it's your buddy that just went through the hard breakup. You're telling him, hey, you're gonna unfollow her on IG, you're gonna get back in the gym, you're gonna get some fucking rugs and, and plants to put up in your apartment. You're not gonna <laughs> order Gordash <dead> for food. <laughs> <tonight's laughs> <the week. laughs> we're gonna get your shit together, we're gonna get back on the apps.
0: We are getting that futon out. out of there. We are,
1: we are taking the Big Ten to the mall. We are getting a new wardrobe, it's, <laughs> brother. We are going to Lulu. This is. <laughs> we are going to we are going to partake in some effortless athleisure fashion, and you are going to get a hotter girl, man. It's gonna be fine. It is. Like,
0: it is it is time for queer eye for the straight basketball conference.
1: <laughs> it's like it's five guys from the we, big east like telling the people <laughs> how... see this this is a three point shot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Dan Hurley just like smugly shaking his head like for an hour. <laughs> this is this is what a spread pick and roll likes. Looks like.
0: God.
2: Yeah. So is Wisconsin still in the NIT?
1: Who cares? <laughs> I, who
0: the fuck knows? Here, answer, let me Google NIT either, real quick.
1: Either answer is embarrassing because either you lost early in the NIT or you're doing an even more embarrassing thing. You're trying in the NIT. <laughs> That's so. That's so bleak, dude. Like, don't try to win the NIT. What are you doing? Like, look at... Yeah. Like, who it, else is in the semifinal? North Texas. Okay, can I...
0: May I? May I? So, Wisconsin plays tomorrow night at 7 p.m. against, yes, North Texas. The other semifinal is Utah Valley versus UAB.
1: Christ oh, Eli- almighty. Yeah. What frankly, are
0: we doing here?
1: If Purdue... Let had me make sure shoes-
0: this isn't wrong like this this is like so wild, I feel like Google has led me astray i'm gonna do a little more a little more hunting real quick.
1: if Purdue hadn't done the most historically embarrassing thing that's ever happened in sport in America and maybe the world, which also I think is something we're probably gonna bring up for several consecutive episodes um this would be the most embarrassing thing the big Ten's done this year is appearing in the n i t semifinal like.
0: You want to know it's, something even better? It's not even in New York this year. It's not even at MSG. It's at fucking Orleans Arena in Las Vegas.
1: That's oh, this is not. This, this is, is so dire.
0: This, if you're, you're yeah, a, it,
2: <laughs> if you're a Wisconsin fan that is spending your cold hard cash on a trip to Vegas for the fucking nit, you need to, uh, you need to find a church and seek God, my my brother. Vegas yeah,
0: this 100% should be one of those situations where they like just lock the doors. Like Nobody's up, getting out of that arena.
1: I've cooked up a take after. I, I think either it was they're in the running or they actually already. Did Vegas get a Final Four or are they just in the running for one? I think they're going
2: to. Because okay. they only recently just started to be able to have like regionals and stuff there. Right. My um, take so is I that. I think
1: it's shifting that way. My take is that Vegas would be a dog shit place to do a final four, but it is the perfect place for like a December exempt event. Uh, yeah. Basically mm-hmm. like the IU Arizona game this year. That's a perfect use of Vegas, right? Um, I went, had a great time up until like the last six minutes of the game. Uh, and uh, But to do a final four in Vegas, just it, it, Vegas is a very fake place to be. So you don't want something serious happening. A final four is serious business like you
2: cannot especially if you if you're your teachers and you have to spend 3 or 4 days like
1: over like, <laughs> over the length of a weekend like you're in trouble that's you way Im- too
0: long to be in Vegas
1: can you imagine the fucking check-in schedule that they're going to put in place like you are calling your head coach every 45 minutes to let them know where you are and if it's, it's anywhere face-timing. other than the team hotel you are facetiming yes that's god I can't like trying to keep track of a gaggle of 18 to 22 year old athletes in Las Vegas for four nights. No, shot. I
0: totally, I totally agree. Like Vegas is not a place for a serious uh, event. And that's why the NIT is a perfect thing to hold there. It should yeah. be there. So
1: true. Yeah.
0: I think that, I think they should take it out of Madison square garden forever and put it in Caesar's palace. Ooh.
1: That's a spicy meatball they should
0: I don't even know if they have a basketball court there I don't care
1: I can find one. they can put one in there it's a big place
0: they can stick a hoop on the back of a slot machine it's the yeah. NIT nobody's watching anyway
1: <laughs> they just change all the rules around that's what they do every year yeah I have not watched a second of the
2: NIT since uh, the Rutger game <laughs>
0: Everybody tuned in. I mean, not myself, as you might remember from last week, but everybody tuned in for the car crash. And was like, all right, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'm I was washing lo- my hands of this.
1: I was locked in for the last ten minutes of that second half and overtime, <laughs> and then that was that was my fill of the nit for the year. Yeah, I'm I'm full. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think a good good
2: segue into really the only other thing to talk about, kind of along the lines of. This league could play real basketball, but choose yeah. not to. We now have one uh one fewer guy running uh proponent running longest... of
1: actual basketball <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: one actual we... uh twenty first century uh mind and this
0: really this podcast uh... <laughs> is officially in mourning because our one of our favorite dudes, Micah Shrewsbury, has left the big Ten and has gone to the a c c um he will be the head coach at notre dame next year and penn state will do whatever the penn states of the world do i guess going forward we don't have a new coach yet right i haven't been tracking that super closely
1: the only name i've seen is mike rhodes the vcu coach linked pretty strongly to that job which you'll never guess this but he's a Defensively heavy, three point eschewing guy. That uh, and yeah. the thing about
0: God damn you! Welcome to Mr. Bones' him, he,
1: wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about
2: Rhodes is that he's he's had success at VCU, but so have like all, the last four coaches before him. So like, is Mike Rhodes a good coach, or is he at one of the
1: best? You know, VCU's kind of major recie- program. VCU's kind of recie- country. Dayton status where uh I
0: was gonna say, is he archieing?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like I mean the last four coaches prior to him were Jeff Capel, who's now at Pittsburgh and had a stint at Oklahoma after Kelvin took the uh IU job, Shaka, who went on to get Texas and reinvented himself at Marquette, motherfucking Will Wade. Let's go! <laughs> Uh, Anthony Grant before Shaka, I forgot about him, who um, lest we forget, had that Dayton team. I think they were on the one line, the the COVID year with like Obi yeah. where they were just
1: cooking everybody. Go back um, going back and looking at the at what would have been the COVID bracket is is like that entire year was like infected to begin with. Like it was there was that's, no way that that's tournament actually, was gonna be like, permitted to happen.
2: Yeah, screw, San- that- San screw the State lab really leak. That year too.
0: Screw the lab leak theory. I think COVID started in the 2020 college basketball season.
2: Yeah, it was fucking Archie Miller and Fred Hoiberg yeah. on the sidelines.
0: Of- should <laughs> <laughs> zero. Earth's yeah, I- sickest man. I'm I'm
2: bummed that Shrews left. And have you guys read any of the reporting um, coming out of um, kind of how that situation all went down?
1: Yeah, it was an NIL A issue, of right? That, yeah. Like basically Penn State had an opportunity to commit to their basketball program as a, like as a real entity and something they're going Mm -hmm. to care about. And they decided they didn't want to do that. Yeah. I, I I think Shrews had done either an
2: interview or a podcast with one of the the beat guys and he was, it was like back in December. So he was like making it very clear. It's like, you know, I'd love to stay here, but like, you need to invest in the program and and Pat craft and the AD were like, damn, that's crazy. Y'all be good though. (laughs) (laughs) And like, if you can't, if you can't get behind like investing in him in that program, after what they did over the last month, like that, that program now, like that rebuild is in my mind, one, like granted you have the infrastructure of being in the big 10. So you've got, you know, a built-in kind of floor, but that is now I think, one of the worst power five jobs in the country, if they're going to continue to not invest in the program. And if they're not going to invest for Shrewsbury, I don't know who they will invest in. Yeah. Like
0: I don't know. Like what the hell they found a guy. He turned out to be good. He wanted some help. And they said, fuck you. Who's like, I feel like if you're an up and coming coach, why would you take that job?
2: Like, like I saw Dusty may get floated. Like, like oh, Dusty May should take the Penn State term. No, he shouldn't.
0: Why the fuck would
1: he do no, that? He not. He's he's already in he arguably a, a similar a similar situation, but just at least in a more fertile recruiting area. Like, right? I mean, yeah. And the thing is, too, like,
0: and I mean, if they have if they have any NIL like bullets whatsoever, then it's probably a better situation.
1: Penn State's also making the mistake that I think a lot of schools make, and maybe they don't care that they're making it. I. I I honestly, I I would believe anything about, you know, their desire to be good from a basketball perspective, but you could easily go 25 years and not get a hire anywhere near that good. Like that time will go by quick because every guy you hire, you're going to give at least like four years to get it figured out. And I I can pretty much guarantee no one's going to have it cooking in year two, the way that Truesbury had it cooking in year two. Each
2: subsequent hire that doesn't go right is going to make the next one even harder
1: yep mm-hmm. Indiana basketball fans know all about that yeah, well,
0: yeah. welcome to the treadmill <laughs> yes. once again mr. Bones wild ride never
1: ends <laughs> except the problem is like the only thing you're gonna have to fall back on is the goodwill of Penn State basketball yep yeah, uh, yeah. anyway uh, so goodbye to Penn State basketball we hardly knew you we loved you you're gone. You've broken our hearts.
0: It's a real, f- it's a real fucking bummer. Honestly, like I'm, I was legitimately, I, I cannot think of a situation where I have been more. I don't want to say depressed because I don't think it quite got there, but just more bummed out, I guess, about another program's coaching decision than this because <laughs> it was just so like it worked and it was cool and i i wanted to see what the next step was and whether he would be able to take them to a new level beyond where they were and i don't yeah. know you just saw the potential of what that was in that tournament game against texas a&m it was like the it was like the sort of the realization of what his basketball could be like at its peak when the shots are falling and it's just it's a bummer to get to see that sort of apex and then immediately have it get snuffed out by just poor management.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, they were, they were due for a backslide. You're not going to lose Jalen Pickett and Seth Lund. Yeah. I mean, that that roster
2: was due for some significant overhaul, but I I also
1: thought that if they were going to, if they, they were in a perfect spot where they, they could commit to a guy like Shrewsbury and let him, let him recruit and replace those guys and, and, and kind of just let, you right. know, and kind of just, it's not like Indiana where you're in a fishbowl the entire time or, or, or even like a Michigan or a Purdue where there's, there's a certain expectation of results. Like, yeah, are the fans going to be bummed when uh, they go out there without, with a, with a point guard, not nearly as good as Jalen Pickett and with shooters, not nearly as good as Seth Lundy. And you end up being, you know, 16 and 15 and you, and you are playing in the NIT, but like I, at, at Penn State, those kind of years are tolerable. And frankly, mm-hmm. any school, when you lose a core like that, needs to understand that it's going to be very difficult to maintain next year. Um, but right of all places in the Big Ten where you had a chance to grow with the guy, I thought Penn State was perfect. And all they had to do was just tell him that they were going to commit nil resources i have to assume that they could match the contract that north that notre dame gave yeah. him, but it was just the infrastructure the, that they weren't willing to do and it's it's crazy to me that you let a guy walk over and
0: that. and i feel like the kind of backslide point is a good one in that like he was sort of uniquely situated to weather something like that like you know going into next year that team's not going to be as good as it was this year but as a Penn State basketball fan, you, I think you take that because you've seen this year and you see yeah. what it looks like when it works yeah, and pro- you trust the, the coach. Concept. You Exactly. You see that the coach no- has a plan, knows what he's doing, and you say, you know what? I'm ready. Uh, trust the process. I will trust mm-hmm. the process here. I'll let him recruit. And he probably, I mean, he probably could have had three, four mediocre-ish years before anybody starts saying shit, right. you know? Like, you start to see that build, and I-, I don't know. I just think that was a really, really dumb error by Penn State. And it's not like, I mean, I guess we kind of joked about this before and kind of the Penn State football boosters. Are they going to pony up the money for stuff like this? And I guess the answer is no, because like i i feel like you got to be able to figure out a way to make that work and it, it, the only way it doesn't is if the boosters say we don't give a shit about basketball and that's a bummer if that is what happened
1: there's always a there's always a weird criticism that floats around particularly in this sport uh, of coaches that where people will say like oh yeah his system's good when he has the players that could run it you saw it with tom Crean a lot and it's like hey man that's a lot better than a lot of coaches out there who have systems that won't work, even if they've got good players.
0: Yeah. So yeah. if
1: you've got a guy that runs a system that you have seen work, like you just said, if there is proof of concept, then I would much rather bet on Michael Shrewsbury or Michael Shrewsbury trying finding Jalen Pickett and Seth Lundy guys in a repeatable fashion. Maybe again, not every single year, but frequently enough that that you're achieving what you want to achieve as a program, then bringing in coach after coach after coach that has, that runs these systems and has these concepts that we have never seen work at a high level, um, which, and trust me, Penn State basketball, again, I'm not really speaking to the fans because I know they didn't want this. Um, there was certainly no rush to get Shrewsbury oh, yeah. out the door. And I know they're like borderline, if not completely devastated that, you know, that he's gone at this point. But as far as the administration goes, if you care about basketball, there's a good chance the guy you're going to hire has a system. That's not, that's not going to work with any level of talent in the big 10. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: you just have to look at your own history. You to know see. Why? There's, there's seven other programs that are
2: doing it better with better players than you will. Yep. Get. And you're recruiting so against enjoy, all of them. enjoy the, <laughs> enjoy that Wednesday night tip against a Minnesota brother.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, any I, last any last thoughts on Shrewsbury, Penn State, all that?
2: Yeah, I don't know how much weight is behind the Mike, uh, Mike Road stuff. I'll be curious to see if any other names are fluid. I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen more, just given how – I mean, the job's been open for a little over a week now, and I haven't. I mean I've seen like a, a couple, but um, well and the other Rhodes thing too th- that I've seen that's gotten any kind of momentum.
1: We kinda we kinda touched on this but just to say it more explicitly, candidates for that job are going to know why Shrews is no longer there. And mm-hmm. if they were gonna commit right. to that guy after what he accomplished, Mike Rhodes, what do you think they're going to do for you? Like they're gonna roll out the yeah. you know, roll out the basketballs and tell you good luck. Like it. You know that there's yeah, not going to be I, I don't understand who support. the fuck has
0: taken that job.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it is it crazy to think that Mike Rhodes has better institutional support at VCU than he would get at Penn State? Oh, he absolutely does. Yeah. He's, 100%. His, his contract won't be as fat, but... Man, no, I don't know.
2: I, th- I think VCU is still probably, for, uh, as far as mid-majors go, I think he's probably doing just fine. I don't think there would be a... a you know, if they're I don't remember what Shrews was making at Penn State, but I can't imagine. like I saw a, I think Rodney Terry at Texas just got five years for three million a year. Like Penn State's not paying a, a coach three million. He'd probably get like a little
1: over two or like two and a half. And I am right. sure VCU is probably paying him and if you're 1. Mike five or something like that. If you're Mike Rhodes, like if you just kinda keep the keep the trains on time at VCU a year or two more, there's probably a better job than Penn State that will come for you. Because again, they've I mean, kind of become kinda, yeah. the they've kind of become the Dayton uh or they've kind of yeah, joined I mean, he's Dayton. Been, he's been floated like for
2: he's in the mix like every single year. He kind of can wait and pick and choose and, and what he wants to get involved. Yeah, he I just looked it up. He he's making one point two a year at VCU. So like that's still
0: if I'm a coach in demand, there's no way in hell I'm leaving for this because you just, you know, you're going to get hung out to dry. And the first time that you ask for anything, they're going to tell you, no, well, sorry. Like if you're making any, I, I know that there's a big difference between 1.2 million and 2.5 million as a person who makes a less than both of those, but I feel like if I'm in a position where I could leverage my success to do even better, that's probably, I'm probably going to gamble on myself there. And that's going to be tough for Penn state because they've kind of shot themselves in the dick here. Yeah. Is
2: is Providence is a,
1: making 2 million at Penn state. Is Providence a better job than Penn state? I think so. I think Probably. so, too. There's more, bas-
2: there's more basketball history there. And th- I think the administration cares about... I mean, that's... Pro- like, basketball is the sport there, so... Right.
1: Um, yeah, I, th- I think, without a doubt, it's... I was trying to think of, like, job. comparable jobs in the area that Mike Rhodes could potentially be, but I, I know Providence is more or less zeroed in, or if not outright hired, Kim English... Uh, but
2: yeah I mean I think which Penn State's a decision a, for them <laughs> <laughs> I mean like you it's not Penn State's not quite to the level of this but like the Cal job out in the Pac-12 like that's an like that that job is the worst job in power five
1: yeah that's by, true by a significant
2: margin but like it, you're kind of
1: that's where you you've, that you've got at least part. similar institutional resistance to your success right
0: yeah, see, at Penn State, you just don't get NIL. At Cal, you don't get NIL. And they also uh, ball tap you on a daily basis. <laughs> like right before practice, too. It's very inconvenient. Not sure anyone would take that job.
2: Hey, if you get a cool uh, million and a half or whatever they pay out there and get to live in. <laughs> For whatever the fuck,
0: get get slapped in the balls for a cool grand.
2: Honestly,
1: brother, that's that's uh, passive, passive income.
0: income. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this has been the last episode of the game.
2: <laughs> Going out on top.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess speaking of. Uh, <laughs> Getting smacked in the balls. Uh, You guys want to get into some smackalades?
1: I would love to get into some smackalades. Smackalades.
0: Okay, so I will kind of outline what we've got here. But before I do that, I want to make clear that uh, Babar came up with all of these titles. And so full credit goes to him. So we are going to have five sections here and it's going to kind of mirror what we did for and what the Big Ten did for its uh, end of the year awards we are going to have the dipshit of the year which is a player we're going to have the jackass of the year a coach the baby of the year which is a freshman The Turnstile of the Year, which is the uh, Bizarro Defensive Player of the Year. And then we will have the Dickhead All-Stars, which is our uh, All-Big Ten team. So, I don't know if we all have lists here. I know I don't, so I'm going to be kind of flying by the seat of my pants. But I think I should be able to uh, scare up some hate here. Um, So, Babar, since uh, you were the... uh, sort of source of all of this, <laughs> including the word smackalades, which you invented on this here podcast. So true. Um, sure, why don't, is. why don't you give us your dipshit of the year?
1: Yeah. So um, I think if you've been listening to the podcast or spent like any time in my presence during a basketball game over the last couple of years, you probably know where I'm going with this one. It was, it took zero thought. Actually, it was, incredible. you know, I'm a hater to my core. Uh, it's what I love doing. And really none of these awards took much thought on my end. I had these suckers teed up. Like you give me any sort of criteria on who's the most hateable in this category. I- I'm going to have an answer for you pretty quick, but uh, I went with Paul Mulcahy of Rucker uh, who has committed such there atrocities we go, baby. Uh, such as looking like that and uh, playing like that and acting like that. Um, some, uh, some low lights for him this year were uh Trying to trip Trace Jackson Davis in the waning moments of a lost Indiana, uh, pretending to be viciously elbowed by Zach Edey in the Big Ten tournament, um, and uh, just generally being uh, like one of the whiniest looking dudes I have ever seen. Like, it's incredible how much he looks like a guy that sounds like this when he talks. It's just, <laughs> it's. I don't know. You know, I try not to listen to him. I know he doesn't sound like that necessarily, but also it's, it's, it's how I hear him. You know, any, anytime I'm envisioning him talking or speaking, I hear that. And just like, also, he's not good like that. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, he's kind of a jackass, but he's good at basketball. No, he's not. Uh, that jumper is broke. <laughs> uh, he, he's got like two cool passes a game. He's pretty much a zero from a scoring perspective uh, not interested in anything that he has to do uh, on the basketball court. Uh, Hopefully he's, he's gone uh, to go pursue a anonymous career overseas. So I never have to think about him again.
0: Um, I'm going to jump in real quick because he was also my uh, dipshit of the year. Um, I hate Paul Mulcahy. Very much. He is definitely my least favorite basketball player going right now. Um, your uh, imitation of what his voice probably <laughs> sounds like reminded me of one of my favorite tweets. And I think it uh, honestly <laughs> perfectly encapsulates the kind of player Paul Mulcahy is. I'm just going to read this tweet. I think um, I know what it's it's from Morgan Failchild, which is a great Twitter handle also. I dated a 5'8 guy who'd taunt every jacked 6'3 bro he met until they'd pull their fist back to beat him up, whereupon my ex would go, hey, 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 come on, I'm a little guy, I'm just a little guy, no, it's also my birthday, I'm a little birthday boy, and it somehow always worked. That's basically the So she dated Paul Mulcahy, is the point.
1: That is basically the exact thing that happened in the Mulcahy ED dust-up in the tournament. Like, that was was exactly what happened-
0: Yeah. As he's falling down, he's going, yeah, it's my birthday! It's my birthday!
1: Yeah,
0: he's just, like, the looking like that is, like, sort of the cherry on top. Like, wearing the headband that makes his ears stick out, like, uh, I just... Did I say hairband? I meant headband. Um, I just hate it. Like, the look, the play... Honestly, I don't think it would bug me as much if he wasn't, like, observably a dirty player. Like there's plenty of guys in the league who are irritating and plenty of guys who look like that, but he goes out there and every now and then he'll just try to injure somebody. And Mm -hmm. I think that's horseshit. I want him out of the league. I want Rucker out of the league. I want the whole fucking operation just completely torn down to its studs. So yeah, I'm joining you on your uh, Paul Mulcahy dipshit of the year corner. Chris, who do you have?
1: He is a a five-tool dipshit. Like, he has got everything. He really is.
0: He really is. He's the one Soto of dipshits.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to zag a little bit. But I think... when Uh,
0: Gonzaga is not in the Big Ten. (laughs) You can't take Drew Timmy.
2: Uh, (laughs) I think this player is kind of a kindred spirit to Paul Mulcahy and that he sucks. He looks like that. And he's just a pain in the ass to watch. And I'm tired of um, fans of his team trying to convince me that he's good. My dipshit of the year is Ethan Morton. Let's go.
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. It
1: would not be this uh... podcast if a shitty Purdue role player wasn't catching a stray. This is so good. (laughs) some uh, some low lights for uh, for our boy Ethan
2: Morton uh, shooting 27% uh, from three on on the year on almost three attempts per game uh, getting benched down the stretch of uh, Purdue's season and man- and failing to score in uh, the final three games of the season six scoreless games overall on the season and the the absolute lowest light is after all season being hailed as some excellent fantastic Defender getting absolutely torched by Jalen Hood to the tune of 35 points. <laughs> Ethan Morton, you are the dipshit of the year. That's,
0: I think that's a great I gotta, pick. I love I that. Gotta,
1: he would have even been... I don't even know if he's in my top five off the cuff of Purdue players I would give this award. So the fact that you're giving it to him is sublime. Like, it's just... <laughs> He sucks. He's bad, he's bad at basketball. I hate watching him play. <laughs> this is... God, I'm going to cough up a lung. This is so funny to me. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Remember when Babar uh, recommended that he get benched, and then Matt Painter actually did it, and they immediately played better?
2: Yeah. Here, let me... That's... Uh, I've, I've got his, his line up... Uh... Fuck! Where was it? Um, final three games. Let's uh, let's go over some uh, offense, some minutes played, offensive rating, and points. I already mentioned no points in any of the final three games against Fairleigh Dickinson. Seventeen minutes per game, an offensive rating of thirty-three. Good no po- God. No, God! No points. Dude. Penn- God. Penn. Penn State. Sixteen minutes. Offensive rating zero. No. Ohio State, seventeen minutes played. Offensive rating zero, no points
0: against Ohio State.
2: Ohio State, yeah. Holy shit,
0: God! Also,
2: does anyone want to hear a couple of his uh, his player comps for uh, on Ken Palm?
0: I thought you were going to say this was on the Ringer draft guide.
2: It could be. Uh, Uh, I think I know twenty twenty two. Miller Cop, oh, which
0: God. sure.
2: Oh, no. Twenty sixteen, Colin Hartman. What? Ken, uh, Mr. Pomeroy. I'm going to need to see that
1: algorithm.
0: Show yeah, your show work your work.
1: <laughs> are the, the cops just math? And are the cops just like vibes? Like what's going on?
0: Like I think he's being comped because he's white. I think that's what it is. I think Ken Palm is doing reverse racism.
1: If yeah. Ethan Morton was as good as 2016 Colin Hartman, Purdue would still be playing right now. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, 100%. He, <laughs>
2: he wouldn't be registering offensive ratings of zero. Yeah,
1: yeah what the... Oh, man. That's got it. like... Usage percentage must have, like, a huge bearing on that statistic because also yeah, very impressive for, so. uh, for Ethan Morton to play the minutes that he did and register a 11.2% possessions used it's cardio like, all-star if we have nothing else going on bro you can have the
2: ball
0: ethan can at-
1: have a little contested jumper as a treat
0: <laughs> look man at least he's closing his rings
1: that's yeah <laughs> that's so true he's the yeah. only player to play with an apple watch on <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's occasionally just checking it he's hitting the yeah. little rings he's like Alright, I only need two more minutes of exercise, coach. Can I uh can I get a little after halftime? Hey, my heart rate
1: dipped below one thirty. Can I get back in?
2: Yeah, he's he's like taking the the ball from like the walk-ons like up twenty-five. He's like, <laughs> I've got to close my stand ring.
1: <laughs> That's tough to get to because <laughs> cause when you're just standing in the corner doing nothing, you gotta make sure you're wagging yeah. your arm a little bit so you get credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, what's next jackass that's,
0: of the year yeah jackass of the year which is our coach and i i think i'm gonna jump on this one first i have a feeling that at least one of you is probably gonna have mine too and i want to say his name first it's fran mccaffrey
1: Ooh, yeah
0: and i'm yeah. giving it to him just based on that fucking stare down that he did with the referee and that michigan state game that's some of the most bush league shit i've seen from a coach in some time And he has been pissing me off for years. I hate his face. As a fellow red-faced person, it enrages me to have to see him go, like, full, like, tumescent. Um, I just hate it. I hate everything about it. And I'm tired of it. Quit making a mockery of our beautiful league, Fran. It is.
1: The the defense that we get from Iowa fans kills me about this guy. Because... The the thesis is that he's a whiny little pissant, and the rebuttal is that yeah, he's a whiny little pissant, but he gets results. Hey, bro, he has never been to a Sweet Sixteen. Let me let me repeat. It hasn't, and also hasn't won
0: a Big Ten.
1: Let me get real close here. He has never been to a Sweet Sixteen. Not once in his life. Not once in Iowa. Like his shit does not actually work. You say it works because you have no other choice because you know, he's going to be there forever. So you're just going to have to cape for it. But like his act sucks. He sucks. And you suck. Like great pick. You could do this any year. And he's, I mean, he's right there. Like a lifetime yeah. achievement. Per- perennial contender. Yeah. God. Right. there. Like literally yeah. like the Matt painter, of, like of, of this award. Like how Matt Painter's kind of it's, always on the periphery of the Coach of the Year award.
0: I think it's important to know, along with what you're saying about how Fran McCaffrey has never made it to the Sweet 16, that um, Iowa has not won the Big Ten since 1979. Yep. And no, winning the conference tournament last year doesn't count because the conference tournament means jack shit. And isn't real. So if you're talking about getting results, what results?
1: Yeah. He's an embarrassment. However, he was not my pick uh, for Jackass of the Year. Um, this one kind of, he kind of suffers from, like we just said, he's always around the periphery of it. He probably sh- should win it every year. Ergo, he doesn't win it every year. He's, because the, Mike, that would be he's the Mike
0: Trad of the award.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I gave it to Brad Underwood. Um, yeah.
0: Who. That's another great choice.
1: Um, seems to be pretty well hated by everyone that comes in contact with him for too long of a period of time. Uh, at least. For Fran McCaffrey, inexplicably, his players seem to like him uh, and stick mm-hmm. around. Now, most of them are related to him, but there are a, a good amount of Iowa players that, that stay for four years, have nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, you get a little bit of a different vibe out of Champagne, and it seems like the longer you spend around Brad Underwood, the more distaste you have for him. Uh, certainly, Indiana fans have had uh, coaches like that in the past. Um But just, I mean, what a jackass. Like, the way he looks, the way he talks, just atrocious vibes. His team, his teams always just suck in a very loud way. Uh, Not interesting. I, ugh, ugh. That face. I might have gone with him, except
0: that I've hated, I've hated Fran so much longer. I had to take the opportunity to call him the jackass of the year, but, Underwood's such a good call ever. Like he is the most hateable dude on earth.
1: I think the image of him I, uh, in front of the whiteboard at assembly hall with the good night trace on the, uh oh that he, God. that he wrote on there, like when they beat us in Bloomington a couple years ago. And I don't think they've beaten us since um, really just cemented, like the kind of guy that he is Uh mm-hmm. he, just a big whiny baby. And uh yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I took uh, I took Underwood
2: too, and I don't really have a whole lot more to add to that. Barb, uh,
1: Barbara, Babar,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Barbara the Oliphant.
2: Um, honestly, just like a perfect coach for that program. Just, just a whiny fucking baby. His his yeah. his shtick has already gotten old. It's old to the, f- it's old to anybody that's not a fan of the team. It's old to the players. It, it just fucking sucks. It's exhausting. Like take that shit to the SEC
1: or the Big Twelve. Actually, no. Get a lifetime contract. Stay right where you are. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is pretty entertaining.
1: Don't go anywhere. Honestly,
0: it's
2: it's a shame that they had to have the stop with uh, John Gross in between because Underwood is like the perfect successor to to Bruce Weber. True, like, kind of the
1: spiritually the same, yeah. same type of vibe. Just like an angry crier instead of a yeah. like weepy crier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Since also, Bruce Br- Weber, since Bruce Weber is the Fred Willard character from Best in Show,
2: I, I know we've talked about this remember. before. Um, Brad Underwood, Wet
0: Guy of the Year. Yes, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's been anybody even approaching as wet as him this year.
1: He looks like he smells the like the entire,
0: wet. the entire, maybe the entire Rutgers fan base. They got pretty. Uh, nude and red took a little over. dip in the hudson yeah which is not a good idea
2: <laughs> well it depends on that's who why does. paul mulcahy looks like that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it explains so much dude
2: i'm gonna take the lead on baby of the year unless we have anything left for jackass of the year
0: no i think we covered everything let's let's hear your uh, least favorite freshman I, Ooh, I'm going to predict the there's going to be baby some...
1: of the year! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I predict there's going to be some overlap on this one, too.
2: Uh, going in line with my uh, Jackass of the Year pick in Brad Underwood and guys that are tired of Brad Underwood shit. Baby of the Year. Sky Clark from uh, Illinois. <laughs> for, <laughs> for getting the fuck out of there before it even finished up. Like, and then to commit to louisville merely seconds after illinois lost to arkansas on the tournament just Chef's kiss, that, like that is especially because that, you a kid know there's no hating.
0: reason you know there's no reason for him to choose louisville or probably just whoever was most recent he was just like well i gotta do it now so it's louisville I
1: love the idea of, like, leaving Illinois ostensibly because it's a never-ending dumpster fire and then looking at Louisville and being like, oh, yeah, that's a much better situation for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Money talks, baby. Money talks. Yeah, Sky Clark, baby of the year. Nice. Don't Um, remember anything about him as a player, but... Great story I don't think. I think I time. literally.
0: I think I literally didn't even see him play a game. I don't think I watched an Illinois game that he played in.
2: Great pick. I think by the time we actually started this podcast, I think he was like already on his way out the door. Yeah, so. that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, I think it was like episode one or two that we talked about him leaving.
1: Yeah. Uh, my I baby. Him fondly. My baby of the year is uh, Connor Isijin, um, of Wisconsin. Uh, mostly this is kind of more of a, a projectable pick. Um, he already looks like that. I have a feeling that he's going to be well in contention for dipshit of the year. Pretty much every year he's at Wisconsin. Um, he sucks. Uh, and uh, multiplying this for me is Indiana fans fascination with this uh, idea that he's going to transfer to Indiana. Um, I don't think there's any interest in Indiana taking a player like Connor is I think if there was, they probably would have recruited him uh, out of high school. And uh, yeah, so don't like looking at him. Uh, don't like when he has success. Um, looks like he's just going to be another world-class piece of shit up there in Madison. And uh, I personally uh, can't wait to hate him deeply for the next several years. I love that.
0: That's a good pick. I especially love the like weird Indiana fan psychosis dynamic of it. Um, yeah. Really good shit.
1: They see, they see a kid from um, Indiana Macintosh. I was see, thinking
0: the same thing, Chris,
1: <laughs> they see a kid from an Indiana high school hit one three pointer for another team and they lose their absolute mind that like the administration didn't get his signature on the team. Like it's just like, you guys need to settle down. If we recruited every white kid that could hit a three pointer, uh, out of an Indiana high school, uh, we would not have enough scholarships and our team would suck ass.
2: Yeah, brother, uh, we are not winning the Horizon League like that. Yeah. We, would have,
0: <laughs> we would have had to go through a season of starting point guard uh, Braden Smith. Um, so before I give my baby of the year, this is most decidedly not my baby of the year. In fact, he was my freshman of the year. But I just got a text message from a friend of the pod, Joe, um that Jalen Hood Shafino is at the restaurant he's at right now. So if we want to put together a quick GoFundMe and maybe jack up some NIL money and maybe see if we can get get him to stick around for another season. Um yeah. We we've we've got a man on the ground here, so give us a
2: thousand dollars so we can give Jalen Hood Shafino a thousand dollars. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well eh, maybe more like seven hundred. We're definitely skimming some off the give, top there.
1: Give us a thousand dollars so that we can give Jalen Hood Shafino one hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um my baby of the year is Fletcher Lawyer. I yeah, great have sort of similar reasons to Babar's because I think he will actually develop into a tremendously irritating player for a uh, big 10 teams to go up against. Um, but we did have to spend much of the season hearing about how great he was and then literally never showed it in any games of consequence. <laughs> um, and he's also a guy who's got a face like that. So I I just, I just know that in two years, I just know that in two years, he's going to really piss me off. So I just, I want to, this is like you said about a season. This is a projectable pick. This is a pick for the future, but yeah, Fletcher Lawyer is my baby of the year.
1: My thing about Fletcher Lawyer being a projectable pick that assumes he sticks in the big 10 for the rest of his career. And if that fairly, yeah. uh, If that Fairly Dickinson tape is any indication of him getting blown by by a bunch of D two transfers, I remember texting my Purdue fan friend uh, at one point, being like, "Does Fletcher lawyer know what a defensive stance is? Has he ever bent his knees? Has
0: he <laughs> <laughs> he's running around straight legged?
1: <laughs> it's just oh man, not a good basketball player. Great pick,
0: yeah." I I I still maintain I think he's going to turn into something. It's going to piss me off, but you know we'll see. Obviously, he plays for a team I don't like, so I hope he does poorly. Um, turn style of the year. This is the uh, non-defensive player of the year. I, I I don't know. Um, Babar, Chris, what do you got?
1: There were definitely a couple of Indiana players I could have given this to, um, but. Partly I didn't want to because I, I like the Indiana players. Uh this guy I thought was the loudest uh non-defender. Um and it's it's Jed Howard. Uh obviously yep. That was my thing, he's, too. He's going to the league. So, you know, his ass is not worried about his defensive tape. Um, but man, dude, maybe get a hand up like one time. Like, I don't know, just, just see how it feels. Like, just
0: see they're gonna to want to see it in the league. Like you're not gonna be able. There's nobody could just be like an offense only player in the yeah, NBA. It Jason Capono
2: isn't a thing anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah. Part of me, part of me was him the benefit of the doubt that it's just like he knows he knows what's gonna get him drafted, and it's his it's his offensive skill set, and he can't yeah. show that offensive skill set if he's trying to play defense in the Big Ten and picking up a foul every thirty seconds. Um. Right. So.
0: He's trying to create shareholder value.
1: Uh, yes. yes. But I don't know. Again, at some point, especially like as Michigan season got more and more dire, like uh, maybe lock in a little bit just for a couple possessions, you know, no, no, don't like, don't break a sweat or anything, but uh, give it a yeah, go. Yeah. See how, see what happens.
2: And the, the few times, like both in like spaces or like DMS where we've kind of talked to some Michigan fans, kind of asking what their read on what's going on. Uh, kind of what's been going wrong a lot of them said that you know it's kind of hard when like the coach's son and one of your best players just does not give a shit on one of them before it kind of makes <laughs> it hard to to play winning yes. basketball so uh yeah sorry sorry jet but uh you're not you're not beating the allegations on this one
1: yeah and i don't think i don't think the allegations trouble him one bit <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's he's fine with it <laughs> he's it is y'all a, be it good is though no cons- <laughs> yeah
2: it's simply none of his concern. <laughs>
0: um I think Jet Howard's probably the right pick, but I do want to give at least a uh maybe uh honorable mention shout out to uh the entire uh Minnesota Golden Gophers roster. <laughs> Um, who ranked either uh, 12th, 13th, or 14th in every defensive metric measured on Ken Palm except for free throw rate. I think that's pretty impressive. It's also 13th or 14th for most of them, and it's not super close. So, yeah, really bad stuff from them.
2: It's like when uh, the Atlanta Hawks lineup won Player of the Month that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was like Corver and,
2: and Horford and all those guys. Collective achievement award was that
0: a was that when Woody was coaching, or was that after that?
2: Uh, that was after I think, because um, I think Woody was at the Knicks at the time.
0: Yeah, you might be right. I think that was later.
2: Might have. Uh, who, was, who was coaching the Hawks at that?
0: it's really hard to keep track of who's coaching the Atlanta Hawks at any given time, because really who gives a shit?
2: Uh, that was a uh, boot holder shit before no. I went to the Bucks. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Also,
0: also Zach Osterman. Sorry. If you're listening to this, I know you <laughs> care about the Hawks, but it's pretty much just you. All
2: right.
1: What's left? Dickhead all stars.
0: Dickhead yeah. all stars is left. So
1: I rounded out, uh, from my original picks, Mulcahy and Asiedu made the team of uh, my dickhead all stars, and they're joined by uh, three guys that were easily in the running for dipshit of the year. Um, but just a, a tough, tough at the top to to knock the yeah. uh, to knock Mulcahy off that throne. Uh, pretty much any other year, these guys probably win it in a walk. They just it wasn't going to happen this year. That's uh, Purdue's Mason Gillis. Um, uh, like maybe the fakest tough guy I've ever seen. <laughs> it's uh, you can't uh, you can't taunt TJD um when he's up in your face and then get so scared he's gonna block your shit that you travel the immediate next possession. It's just not gonna. It's yeah. not it, talk. Yeah, talk about
2: a guy that's just afraid of the big moment. Like, oh yeah, the 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 Trump bit that. Uh, no, no, no! Get those lights <laughs> off. Like that—that's Mason Gillis. Like yeah. big, tough guy. Like refusing not cut out for the big moment.
1: Refusing to yield your spot on the court for the national anthem so you can finish your free throw warm up and then turning in like an absolute dog shit performance and a uh, you know pretty substantial loss to your to your rival on your home floor for a sweep. Also, just loser stuff. Like I. I, you hear from these Purdue fans all the time about, how, like, you know, he's this hard-nosed, tough guy, and you don't want any part of Mason Gillis. I don't think Mason Gillis wants any part of anybody, uh, at least not once the chips are actually down. He'll talk all the shit he can uh, when there's nothing going on, but once the bullets are flying, uh, that you aren't finding that dude anywhere. He is hiding in a broom closet. like, And he was also just, like, the discourse around
2: him specifically from, like, the indie star and Greg Doyle specifically was just very weird with like yeah. the taunting and like yeah. Purdue was getting court stormed every every the other bit, night. The
0: bit where uh, Greg tweeted like, "Oh, when they taunt Mason Gillis with DUI and then he hits a shot, I like it a lot." It's like
2: dude, really weird, dude. Like, what's up? What are you? <laughs>
0: what? How, how? Who loves drunk driving that much? <laughs>
1: Mason Gillis does. <laughs>
0: Twenty-four yeah, I mean, rapid cores and
1: and this
2: giving this man the keys to his twenty eleven Toyota Rav four hashtag column coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the man, the man does love oh, to man. just the man does love to just kill off a. Twelver of Ice House and then barrel through a playground. Like he had to. <laughs> you oh, know the, boy. You know the like
2: the the workout drills where like they'll set up like chairs as like fake defenders. <laughs> He's doing that both with, like, <laughs> with, fucking... <laughs> with construction cones <laughs> that he put in the back of his car. <laughs>
1: oh man (coughs) parody
0: oh man
2: (laughs) Um, he was also in my dickhead all stars by the way
0: yeah Yeah. uh, Babar did you get through all five of yours I feel like no, we very literally, Mason Gillis-pilled. Was that the second one?
1: <laughs> literally just the third name and joining Mulcahy and a season. The The other two won't take very long because they're pretty self-explanatory. Um, not that Mason Gillis wasn't, but um, <laughs> these are uh, uh, Matthew Mayer uh, or Meyer, however you say his name. I don't care. He looks like that. He's not good. Um, he... Uh, th- him, I, I will say I almost took him off the list once the monster energy drink fiasco became known because I was just like, Man, way to be dialed into who you are, bro. Like that's yeah. like, the
0: brand uh, is strong.
1: Like, yeah, it's it's unfortunately like a borderline based that you are this much yeah. of a like fucking loser, but He then um, made
0: up for it though by those couple games where he started getting visibly pissed off at uh Coleman Hawkins for not passing him the ball, which Yeah. It's hard to say whether that's good or bad, but
1: yeah, he does. He does commit to the, uh, he does, uh, do a lot for the discord and champagne. So for that, he should be commended, but, uh, I do not like looking at you. Um, and I, uh, what you're a dickhead. So welcome to the dickhead all-stars and the last one, I mean, frankly, the inspiration for the name itself, guys been doing it for years, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat him at, at this. It's Hunter Dickinson of Michigan. I mean, like, the guy is so good at it that he made my, he made like I think my Big Ten second. No, he made my Big Ten first team. But he's also a ticket, also very good basketball player. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like I am so. Like,
0: and dude. and can we just say today, like of all days, now that he's announced that he's coming back for yet another year. Go get oh, a fucking was, job, dude. Was, that
2: was a fake account. That was a fake. account. Oh, it was. It was yes. chat.
0: It was a. It was a chat. Oh, chat. yeah. So uh, mad.
1: Yes,
2: but we are, I think that goes to say that is very Hunter Dickinson esque to to yeah. do. To, I like mean, to, that's
1: gonna a, happen on, though. On yeah. a certain level, it was very. It was very believable. But I just, no one has talked more shit, having accomplished less. The ratio is off the charts. Like the. The antics, the podcasts, the the several instances of dirty play throughout his career. Jack shit to show for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are leading the line of the dickhead all-stars, my friend. Like, you are. There is no one better at this than you. Congratulations.
0: I'm, I'm really annoyed about that fake tweet now. Next time I see Lenny, I'm going to punch him in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was that all five? Did you get through them all?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's my, that's my five. All
2: right. I'm going to go in and read mine off. I had, I had Gillis as well. Obvious. Um, Mulcahy as well. Obvious. I took a little bit different direction with my Illinois front court pick. I went Coleman Hawkins. (laughs) You can't go wrong. For looking like that being bad in a very loud way, despite everyone trying to tell me that he's good. Um, Just like, I really do not like watching him play basketball.
0: No, Uh, it's it's a real, it's a real Kevin Durant from Wish situation. Yeah. Except that he thinks that he's the real one. And that is where the comedy lies.
1: Being being 6'11 and being that weak is just such a tough scene. Like, I understand that someone told you that you're a perimeter player at some point. You got to understand that that person was wrong. You need to get in the weight room and you need to go get buckets in the paint. Why grow up? You know, it's time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, my fourth pick was Peyton Sanford from Iowa. Oh, great um, call. I think he's going to. He, he could make a run at the uh, at the crown next year, I think.
1: So, when I compiled this list, it was right after that. It was right after that Iowa beatdown. And I had mm-hmm. Sanford on there originally, but then thought that I was being emotional and I was too close to the project. So I took him <laughs> off but since he had just got done, like egregiously taunting the assembly hall crowd, which yeah. again, they were beating our ass red. So they're welcome. He's welcome to do that, but it, it did make me mad.
0: Yeah. I love and the then, dichotomy and how this is going, by the way, that you were creating your dickhead all stars literally weeks ago. And I just <laughs> typed mine out in the uh, search bar in a new uh, tab of Chrome.
1: Yeah. You got to get up early in the morning to be hating earlier than I am. Yeah.
0: yeah. I figured then, I could do it on the fly, and I was right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> My last spot. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be on anyone else's ballot, but. Um, honestly, one of the biggest dickheads for me of the season, Xavier Johnson's bone density. (laughs) (laughs) Just just really put a, put a damper on the season. Uh, Yeah. Hey, maybe, uh, drink a little more milk, get a, get a calcium (laughs) supplement. Let's, uh,
0: yeah, man, you you can can get these, you can get the chewable ones. They're actually really tasty. Weirdly. I I enjoy my calcium supplements.
1: (laughs) You heard it here first on the on, on the Games On Dude podcast. Take your calcium
0: supplements. No, no yeah. free ads. <laughs> also wear sunscreen.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many other people you could pick. This yeah, league is full of hateable guys. In <laughs> retrospect, uh, as I was putting these together on my notes app, I think uh, if I was actually adding a fifth player, I'd probably go Dickinson as well. Just he's been doing it too well for too long. He's yeah. A master of the craft, <laughs> dickhead emeritus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So. So my there's going to be a fair num- amount of overlap with mine as well. Um. I was actually realizing Babars, you were going through yours. Three of my five were also on yours, um, and that's uh, Mulcahy, Dickinson, and Mason Gillis. Um. And then I also like you, Chris, went Coleman Hawkins for the uh, uh Illinois front court pick. Um. Well, mostly all the same reasons. I mean, I've already expounded on my, uh, just ill will towards Mulcahy, uh, Mason Gillis again, same Hunter Dickinson, just look at the guy and Coleman Hawkins, you know, same my fifth, um, I went with the totality of the Rucker fan base <laughs> because they are, I mean, they could have been babies of the year. They could have been a lot of things. But good Lord, when you spend an entire weekend bitching, or I guess it was the first half of a week, whatever, I don't care, bitching about how you got shafted out of the NCAA tournament and talking about filing lawsuits and trying to file an injunction to stop the tournament from going before somebody f- could figure out how to get you in. And then you go out and lose fucking at home in the first game of the NIT. Like shut the fuck up forever. I don't want to hear another goddamn word out of you people next year. Win something. And and by win something, I don't mean beat Indiana in a sporting event because that's not a championship.
2: They are deeply unserious people. Yeah. We probably got more, uh, more, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. More, more content out of them than just about anything on this podcast other than produce backcourt. Right.
0: I was, it's up there with the, uh, the revolution and champagne. (laughs) I think those are kind of our three biggest things. We're track like tracking the sort of dissolution of the
2: podcast.
0: It's tracking the dissolution of the Illinois basketball team, making fun of Purdue's guards and trying to avoid getting stalked by people from central New Jersey.
2: Well, only, I think two of us are succeeding at that third one. Yeah.
0: Also, I don't actually know if Rutgers is in central New Jersey. Also, I don't care. Yeah, I know it's there. It's small.
2: It's it's all cent. It's yeah. all central.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. Any finishing touches on our smackalades, gentlemen? I feel like we uh put a, put a pretty good bow on it here.
1: Yeah, it was uh, another tremendously shitty year in this conference, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm already
2: jonesing to put together my preseason smackleade ballot. For next year. God,
0: <laughs> that's gonna be so good! I can't wait.
1: Yeah, I gotta gotta keep an eye and, on the portal. I, I can't wait to see like a guy like someone's going to at least one person's going to transfer into this conference that looks like they should have been here all along. And I like I'm gonna get that twinge yeah. on the back of my neck that's like, oh. I'm going to hate this guy a lot in like three months. Like honestly, that Timberlake,
0: that Timberlake dude who um, actually Indiana was looking at, he has a, an intense big 10 vibe. If he comes into the league and it's not at Indiana, he's probably going to be on this list at some point.
2: Yeah. I would like to throw out a prediction that I think um, would be extremely funny to watch and, very much fit the ethos of this podcast
1: oh yes by all means Im-
2: imagine caleb love at illinois
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <little word>.
2: no. <laughs> just a thought oh. i don't know i don't know if that is a thing going to be a thing. We're not purported to have any but inside I, information here. We're just
1: kind no. of speaking something into the I'm universe. Just,
2: yeah, just throwing it out there. And if it does happen, well, you hear it here, foes. Your well, first if folks. we're
0: gonna, if we're gonna try and Jesus speak transfers Christ. into existence, <laughs> if we're gonna try to speak transfers into existence, then I'm going to say Andre Curbelo back to Illinois. <laughs> the
1: return, the prodigal, the son. prodigal
0: son returns. <laughs> God damn it! That's twice in one episode
1: send Andre Curbelo to Northwestern.
0: Oh my god.
1: Bro. That would be Could be huge. That's actually probably a good segment for a future episode as like dream transfers for like yeah. branding purposes or like yeah, and probably nightmare transfers probably the better way to couch it.
0: I think I think we'll each have to pick two and we just say our Curbelo pick first and then we do the <laughs> real one after that.
1: It's like when uh, the Simmons podcast is the trade deadline and they tra- they like sketch out like their dream trades. We're just transferring horrible people to bad teams.
2: Yeah.
0: Why is a, always good to steal no bits from Bill?
2: Yeah. I guess Torbit kind of has like a roster something or other, but
1: yeah, I'm going to get in the lab on this one. So
0: <laughs> time to, time to build a, a, Trade generator for uh, college basketball. Well, because of the time of year it is, we're kind of at the end of the podcast because our noteworthy games is none. We're out (laughs) of games. I mean, like, there's the Final Four, but who gives a shit about that? There's no Big Ten teams in it.
1: Yeah, we might you could actually see a good basketball game, and you wouldn't want that to happen.
0: No, absolutely not. I have no plans to watch any of those games. Um,
1: Though I guess technically the school I graduated from is in the Final Four, so
0: well, can't relate to you losers. From.
2: Yeah, I think mine finished. What did we finished this year? How far down do I have to scroll on Kenpon for this?
0: Here's the question: Was 360? Oh, so worse than fairly <laughs> Dickinson.
2: Yes, correct. Could so, how many IU points beat- do you
0: think? I was going to say, how many points do you think IUPUI beats Purdue by?
2: I think you set the line at Jaguars minus
0: three and a half. Yeah, I think that's. I think I'm taking that. Got to be two possessions.
2: That's a tasty hook, though. <laughs> Keeping that back door open.
1: That's right
2: for the for the backbreaking Ethan Morton three. <laughs> <with 10-times laughs> back.
1: He splashes one from the to, corner to cut did, it to t- like
2: the TCU cover to, against Gonzaga
0: to raise to raise his offensive rating for the game all the way up to four.
2: God, what a fucking awful basketball player!
0: That's that was such a good, uh, like I'm I'm in awe of how good that pick was. I think that was the highlight of the uh, smackalade section for me.
1: That one really Thank got you. me.
0: Um, programming notes. Um. I know we're out of Big Ten games, but uh, we're not back on Kramer Awards yet. We'll, we'll probably start getting back to that next week. Um, bracket challenge update. I haven't checked who's in the lead, but I saw that you two were bragging about your brackets uh, the other night. I think that was maybe last, yesterday evening. So are you still near the top? I'm, yes, in,
2: I'm in fourth, but I'm out of points. I had um, Texas winning.
0: Babar is
2: in eighth, but has uh, has UConn winning it all, but there's someone in second with the bracket name of Max Montana fan. Talk about a <laughs> deep cut. Holy oh, yeah. fuck man. yes. That's are, so good. Cal, they are certainly
0: in, in the second.
1: They are in the who's, pool position here for sure.
0: Who Who's in first place right now?
1: Uh, somebody that picked UCLA. Yeah, somebody that's, that's out of points. So, uh,
2: what, what Magnum? The same guy that was okay. last time we recorded
0: Um I'm in like 58th or some shit. I suck at brackets. Fucking Arizona. <laughs> I'm just going around telling random people on the street, remind me not to pick Arizona next year. Um, so yeah, I think that's all we got. Um, anything else you guys want to hit on before we uh, pop into the uh, closing segment here? I have said all I need to say all right this week. Yeah. (laughs) And in a, in a cool, uh, one hour and 18 minutes. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, feel free to check us each out on Twitter. I'm Tommy underscore crimes, Babar's Babar ESQ. And Chris is Chris Shooty three. The podcast is at games on pod. Um, someday i'll check our email account um it is gamesonpod at gmail.com um hey it's off season now baby if you've got uh questions that you want answered if you have segments you'd like to see on the show go ahead and let us know no guarantees that we will do anything about it but you know if your idea gets picked i'll try to remember to credit you for it um, our intro and outro music is sports fm by shane Ivers courtesy of silvermansound.com and i think that's all we got um it's been a lovely big 10 season uh like we said uh before don't worry we're not going anywhere in the off season um we look forward to uh, speaking to you again next week adios